Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Feather Your Nest with Kids Health from us at The Nest Kids CPR and Allergy. Uh, The podcast is here to help you get clear and educated about all things child health, first aid and food allergies. So take a listen and don't forget to leave us your comments and reviews. everyone my name is Heidi Young I'm the founder and chief educator over at the nest uh, kids CPR and allergy so today I've got some uh, frequently asked questions some questions that we hear from um, usually people having their first baby pregnant couples and there can be lots of confusion about um, you know your your baby's safety when you first have a baby like weaning and um, allergies and Um, all sorts of different questions. So we definitely hear the same questions over and over. So I wanted to do a video today um, and just put your mind at rest um, and just give you a little bit of advice for that new little one coming into your life. Um, So over at The Nest, we do um, three hour classes for parents um, and caregivers where we do uh, CPR, first aid and allergy prevention and management. Um, so often when you have a new baby, allergies aren't always the first thing on your mind, but because I'm a clinical nurse specialist um, in childhood allergy, um, I've been a paediatric nurse for 17 years. So in the last four years, I've specialised in that field. And it's actually really, really important through pregnancy, through breastfeeding, if you choose to breastfeed, um, through the food that you have in your system, which comes through your milk. And then when we get to as early as four months, when we start weaning with foods, it's really important that we actually think about these things because the rate of allergy in Australia has gone through the roof. One in uh, one in 10 under one year olds has a diagnosed food allergy now. So we really need to be aware of knowing what we can do to prevent these kind of allergies. So I have a few questions here. So if I look to the side, then I'm just making sure I don't miss anything uh, and we'll get started with the, the Q&A. So the first question is, if I change my diet when I'm pregnant, will this prevent my child from having food allergies? So we don't really want you to be changing your diet in pregnancy. Um, we want to just keep things as they were. Um, we don't want to introduce anything new sort of all of a sudden to your system, but we should not be avoiding anything in pregnancy other than the things that we're told to avoid, like shellfish um, and soft cheeses and like meats that aren't cooked properly. And that's not anything to do with allergy or harming your child in, or creating allergies or harming your child in that way. That's to do with actually um, have uh, like bugs things that can be um in these foods that actually can make you very very ill so that's not really anything to do with um allergies as such um but yes you should be eating nuts including peanuts in pregnancy you should be exposing yourself to all the common allergenic foods that are out there and um, the only thing that we say to avoid in pregnancy are those shellfish um, and the you know soft cheeses and things like that because they can carry bugs that can multiply in your system and not make you very well so that obviously can affect your unborn child um the next question was should i eat common allergenic foods in pregnancy like peanuts yes absolutely there is a lot of confusion over this because even just a decade ago we were being told no 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 we shouldn't do that but actually now we know that that has con- that has contributed to um, the childhood allergy rate, us avoidance has definitely contributed. So yes, you should be eating those things. Um, uh, should I get the flu shot when I'm pregnant? Yes, you should. If you can get the flu shot at any time in your pregnancy, um, what's really important to remember is that your 
baby will have that um, immunity from the flu shot that you had when you were pregnant for the first six months of its life. Okay, so it's really, really important. The flu this season has been really bad. Um, and if you're pregnant, your your body's kind of not um, as strong as it would be if it if it wasn't pregnant because your whole, all your resources goes towards protecting that baby and not necessarily you. So you really need to get your flu shots um, to give you that immunity, but not just you, your baby as well. Okay. Um, if I change my diet while I breastfeed my baby, will this prevent my child from having food allergies? Again, we don't want you to be drastically changing your diet, but you shouldn't be avoiding um, those foods, those common allergenic foods, because yes, they do come through the breast milk. And yes, that will give your help to give your child some immunity. Now, some children are always going to be allergic and nothing we do is going to prevent that. But we know that by introducing these foods really early on in a child's life, that it dramatically decrease, <clears throat> excuse me, dramatically decreases the rate of childhood allergy up to 80% with the case of peanuts. So we really need to not be avoiding things at all. <clears throat> uh, what's the next one? Are there any foods I should not feed my child when starting solids? So we don't recommend giving cow's milk until they're 12 months old, like as in raw cow's milk. Obviously some formulas have cow's milk. Um, you know, we can be giving them um, boiled cow's milk on cereals and things like that, but we don't recommend giving raw cow's milk to children under the age of 12 months. Um, and that's for different reasons. That's not to do with allergy, but they can be exposed to cow's milk in other ways, um, like yogurts um, and cheeses and things like that. Um, and the other thing that we don't give them under the age of one is honey. And that's again, because of the risk of listeria um, and bugs like that, that can be living in the honey that actually would really attack the system of a young child. So again, it's not to do with allergy. When it comes to allergy, there is a, um, a wide range of foods that we need to be introducing to our children at very early on, um, to because uh, we know again that we can reduce the risk. Uh, when should my baby start solids? So this has changed a bit over the years, but the current guidelines are, and hopefully will stay, that between four and six months, so it depends on your child, so you don't have to start four months if your child isn't yet ready. So your child needs to be showing some interest in food, uh, needs to be sort of sitting at the dinner table with you and watching you, you know, put your food hand to mouth, have an interest in it. They definitely need to be able to be sitting up properly and have good head control, because that's very important for the food going down the right way and then being able to swallow properly. Um, and it's really just a developmental thing. So between four and six months, some children, I did a class the other week with a, um, a little one who was ready at four months. She, you know, they were like, where's the steak? We need to just get this child fed. You know, she was really interested, great head control, sitting up really well. Um, so it depends on your child, but they should be starting solids by six months. Okay, and that includes peanuts, nuts, all the different, uh, or just all the different foods group, fish, so lots of different white fish, salmon, tuna, all things like that. So yes, um, that's the right time to start between four and six months, but be guided by your child. Um, the next question is, I've heard it's not recommended to put food-based creams on my baby. Why is that? Okay, so we think we're doing the right thing by putting you know, natural food-based creams on our baby's skin, lots of babies struggle with eczema um, and babies with eczema 
um, can be sensitized or babies with any kind of um, broken skin are more high risk um, to be sensitized. But really any child um, can be sensitized to a, a food through their skin. So what that means is if we're smothering our baby in oatmeal, um, you know, creams with oatmeal in them or creams with um, like a honey based thing or cow's milk, like the, I think the Mugu range, things like that. If your baby is being smothered in that on a regular basis, especially if they have eczema, which they're more likely to be smothered in that kind of cream if they have eczema, that can be the first introduction to um, a food because it goes straight through the skin and into the bloodstream. Okay, so they can be sensitized. Sensitized means the first time you have something, your body may see it as a, an enemy basically and create these cells so that the second time you have it, it creates an allergic reaction. Okay, so people can often come in and their child has had this big allergic reaction and they say, but they've never eaten it. And we say, yeah, but they've, they've obviously been sensitized. They have to be sensitized to create those cells that then create the allergic reactions. They must have been sensitized through the skin. So we shouldn't really be putting food-based creams on our children's skin, okay? The oils are a bit different, things like olive oil and that, because it doesn't um, it doesn't um, have all those proteins in it from that actual type of food, but we shouldn't just be putting food-based creams on our children's skin. There's lots of other alternatives. Uh, pets at home with your young children, is it a good thing? Interesting question. Um, obviously, we want to keep the children safe. I grew up in a house full of animals. We lived on a farm uh, and it was wonderful. And I think it's a really great way to grow up. Obviously, safety first with young children and dogs that uh, maybe we're not sure about. That goes without saying. But there is actual research to say that children that are brought up in a house with a dog are less likely to create food allergies or to develop food allergies. That may be to do with the cleanliness factor, that it's that they're, they're exposed to a lot more different um, organisms and dirt and things like that um, with a dog. But we don't know for definite, but there is definite proof to show that children grow up with dogs have a, a less chance of creating food allergies. So that's quite interesting. Um, what do I do if my new baby has a temperature? So if your new baby has a temperature, um, they need to be seen uh, very quickly. Okay, so what we call a temperature is 38 degrees and above. Um, and the best thermometer, I would say, obviously the, the ear thermometers are pretty good, the electronic ones, but actually they're quite expensive. Um, and over at the hospital um, where I work two days a week over at Sydney Children's Hospital, and all of us nurses over there have the thermometers that go under the arm. They're called axilla thermometers. And you can get them from lots of different places. Um, they're, they're about $30, they're not expensive. They last forever, they recharge themselves, and that's really quite accurate. So that's the thermometer I would recommend getting. Um, any temperature above 38 is classed as a temperature, but most importantly, if your baby is under three months old, they have to be taken to a doctor immediately. Okay, because it's not really the temperature that concerns us, it's the reason why. And a three month old baby's immune system is very immature and they can't always fight off something that's there and it has to be treated very seriously, very quickly. Okay, so under three months, above 38 degrees temperature, then they need to be seen straight away. Okay, no delay at all. Don't delay the first temperature. Um, how do I know if my baby is allergic to certain foods? What does an allergic reaction look like? Okay, so an allergic reaction can look like all sorts of different things. The least type of reaction, if you like, that doesn't worry us at all 
is just a little bit of redness around the mouth. So lots of children, even older children now can get that with things like strawberries, um, all that kind of, those kind of acidic foods. Um, but that, if it's just a little bit of redness around the mouth, our advice would always be just continue to give your child that food, as long as it's not actual hives. We know that hives look like kind of red, um, they're like white bumps with sometimes a bit of redness around the mouth. So hives are quite obvious. It's like stinging nettles, the kind of thing that stinging nettles leaves behind. So if it's hives, that's very different. I would go and see, get a referral to see an allergist. Um, but any kind of little bits of redness, especially where it's, it's what we call contact reaction. So it's literally just where it's contacted the skin. Sometimes it can be on the hands um, and they can just, you know, a bit of dribble down on the chin and it can create that. But an allergic reaction can really look like um, hives is very common um, type of reaction. These are the things that we wouldn't worry. We would want to treat and we would want to get advice on, but we wouldn't want to desperately worry about. So hives, um, sometimes a sore tummy, um, vomiting as long as it's only once, maximum twice. Um, sometimes they can have like swollen eyes, um, they can look like their lips are a bit swollen and this is because often they rub their eyes but also the eyes are very, um, the, that's like the fluid we have in our eyes, it's all linked. So often the lips can look a bit swollen as well. But these are, they're not very nice and they can be treated with an antihistamine, but these aren't the symptoms that really desperately worry us. They definitely need to be seen by an allergist because there's certainly an allergy there. But the things we would really worry about is um, a persistent cough that comes out of nowhere. So they haven't been coughing before and then you've just fed them something new and they're cough, 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 and it won't go away. And especially if that cough quickly turns to a wheeze. Okay, these are signs of anaphylaxis. Um, if the voice changes the way it sounds, that is um that's also a sign of a, a severe allergic reaction um if the child is um becomes pale or floppy so i'm talking about very young children here an older child might say they're dizzy but a younger child if they become pale or floppy um then that's that can be the blood pressure drop in again a sign of severe allergic reaction um and any kind of swelling that some so swelling in the airway can they can sometimes be doing this, but often you'll be hearing this from a wheeze or a change in their cry. So anything like that, you should, we should be calling an ambulance, okay? Because if it's the first time they've had an allergic reaction, we wouldn't have epipens at home. So I would encourage you to go onto the ASCIA website. It's A S C I A, and there they have the action plans that tells you all about the allergic reactions. Um, uh, also, I have links uh, on the resources page um, on my website and on the blog, I have the red action plan, which tells you signs of anaphylaxis. And that's on thenestcpr.com on my website. Um, the other good thing that I must tell you about is if you go to thenestcpr.com and go to resources, there's a really good resource there called Nip Allergies in the Bub. And it's all about early introduction of the common allergenic foods and how we should introduce them. And it's just really, really handy. It's very easy to use kind of um, uh, document and it just tells you everything you need to know, especially for weaning. What do I do if my baby's choking? Okay, so if your baby's choking, there is actually, this is on my website um, in the blog, there's uh, one called um, How to Help a Choking Child and it's a video that shows you. But we, first of all, we can look to see if there's anything there. Um, if it's very obvious and we feel like we can get it with our pincer fingers, we are allowed to do that now. Um, but if your, child is ch if your child is coughing really well, we need to let them cough because that's their natural reflex and that's probably gonna bring up what needs to come up. But if their cough is weak, 
and it's they're not managing to cough very well because they're just not getting any air in to be able to cough out then we need to start um, back blows okay these aren't just pats on the back so imagine this is the baby's back we're using the heel of our hand and between the shoulder blades okay and we're going to be hitting them between the shoulder blades um, and checking to see if there's anything coming out of the mouth each time we're going to do this five times check and then another one and then check and then another one and check. And we're gonna do that five times between the shoulder blades, always checking, because if it gets dislodged and then we whack them again, they might inhale it again. So we need to keep checking. If the back blows don't work, we then go to chest thrusts, which is just two fingers on their sternum. And we're gonna be pushing up the way. We want to just be pushing the air out and popping out what's, um, what's in there. So two fingers between the nipples and we're going to push down sort of a third of the depth quite hard um, and we're going to check in the mouth between each one and we're going to do five but we'll just rewind if we're needing to do back blows and chest thrusts we need to call an ambulance first you need to run and get your phone you leave the baby where they are you don't run with them in your arms because you might fall over run and get your phone called triple zero have it on speaker and be starting the back blows as you're speaking to them you need to know that someone's on the way more information about that on the nestcpr.com you can go and see um if my if a parent is allergic to nuts or something other or some other food does that mean the child has a higher chance of becoming allergic to the same food sometimes but not all the time so this isn't it's not um it's not really common to inherit an allergy from your parents but it is obviously it, it can be so um what we say is that those people who uh, those babies that are born into families with allergic react with other people in the family that have allergies it's even more important to get those um common allergenic foods in as quickly as possible so we don't wait it's even more reason to do it because we really need that child not to have allergies you know we really don't want um we we know that by avoiding those things um it can create allergies so we we definitely want to still um introduce those foods even if they seem high risk okay um, and the last question is about allergies and asthma. Um, if a child is asthmatic and allergic to certain foods, is the treatment different? Is the combination more lethal? So first of all, a child should never be diagnosed as asthmatic under the age of two, because children under the age of two have a heap of respiratory illnesses. Um, and actually we cannot diagnose asthma until they're two years old because it just couldn't, it just may not be um, an accurate diagnosis and then they're stuck with it. So no, usually no doctor will do that. Um, however, if a child has active asthma symptoms and has an allergic reaction, yes, the combination can be really bad because they're all already fighting something. They're already struggling with their breathing. So you put on top of that more swelling, which is what asthma is. It's like swelling and um, mucus in the airways, um, then obviously the combination of that would be really lethal. However, if your child is asthmatic and it's very well controlled, then we still should be feeding these foods. And if they have an allergic reaction, as long as they don't have active asthma symptoms, it shouldn't interfere too much with that um, existing um, allergic reaction and the asthma. It shouldn't be too much of a double whammy, if you like. So that's us for the questions today. Um, I hope that's been insightful. You're always welcome to contact me over at thenestcpr.com. You can um, submit a question or you can follow us on Facebook and send us a message. 
we do classes like i said for um expectant parents um and um existing parents babies and breastfeeding um are always welcome in our classes so pop over to the nestcpr.com and take a look at our classes and see if there's anything there that tickles your fancy um otherwise contact me with any questions and i hope you've um, enjoyed today take care bye bye We've loved speaking to you today. Remember to go to the bottom of every page on our website to grab our virtual first aid kit. And don't forget, we've relaunched the Nest Allergy Membership. So if you're a family living with childhood allergy, you've found your support network run by professional allergy nurse specialists. Take care, we'll see you next week.